And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Hey, Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. It's a uh, it's a big day in the old pod because uh, you and me and baby makes three or something like that. We've got a guest. We have a guest today, and uh, he looks familiar. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the Daytona, the July race coming up. And uh, here to do that and speak of uh, anything else that comes to mind is Mr. Chip Weil, Mr. President from Daytona International Speedway. How do you, what do you think about our pod? Gents, this is fun. I, I get to do a lot of cool stuff. This is definitely uh, <laughs> high on that list. High on that list. Well, Godwin was out last week, and he said, hey, we want to get you on the podcast. I said, well, let's go to lunch, and I'll come do it with you. I don't think uh, that was really what he had in mind, but you just don't ask the question if you don't want to hear the answer. He, he, didn't, hear the, he didn't hear anything after you said lunch, I can assure you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, it was. Uh, it, it's good to be here. I've never been to the news journal before. Actually, been really? inside of it. No, so it's where all uh, the magic happens. It is, and yeah. uh, and when you show up here with uh, the legendary Andrew Booth, it's always a good time. Yeah. Well, he's he's darkened these hallways many years ago. He kn- he knows where all the where all the bones are buried. So. Well, you know, he credits you for uh, pretty much everything that he's done in his career, Mr. Willis. Yeah. Well, you know, I I hired him. That's what he said. He was, and then I when I found out there was something that would suit him out at the Speedway, I immediately threw his name out there and came running to him. So to this day, he uh, he he credits me by saying, you got me in the business, and you got me out of the business. <laughs> so it's kind of like buying a boat. Was there, you know? was there a reason that you were quick to get him out of <laughs> no, here? But I think it's like buying a boat, you know, the day you buy it and the day you sell it, you know, it's two, two, two equally days. great days. So I think yeah. they were equally happy days for him. What we're going to do real quick, we're going to take a little, we're going we're to break and come back to the first spot, right, Chris? All right, we're going we're gonna to be right back with What Do You Know right after this. And we're back. <laughs> Is that the shortest break you've ever seen? Were you looking for an outdoor somewhere? I was about to leave. Go to the bathroom. Mr. Kelly, take over. Ask, uh, ask Chip uh, whatever is on your mind about uh, we got the Coke Zero Sugar. 400 coming up. It's a race that needed one more name change. Yeah. It's coming up in, uh, on July 7th. And uh, Chip's going to uh, give us a little education about what goes into putting together an automobile race in the 21st century. So, pepper well, him and don't let up. So, um, it's been a while since the 500, and then you had Cycle Week, right? By Week, yep. Yep. And then, do you guys go right into 400 mode from that? No, not really. I mean, you think about from January 1st when we had the Roar to now, we've had a ton of activity out at the Speedway from uh, the Roar, the Rolex 24, Speed Weeks, Bike Week. Then we roll right into Jeep Beach, uh, the Country 500, and now we're getting ready for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. So the team is uh, has really been on on go since January 1st, uh, and uh, this is kind of the the last big marquee event that we'll have for a couple of months. Uh, that doesn't mean we won't be busy at the track, but just you know something where we have to to put a lot of effort and planning into it. And so uh, the Coke Zero Sugar obviously is our big summer spectacular. Uh, really recognize all the military men and 
and women that are, uh, you know, they, they, they serve the country to keep us free and uh, celebrate our country's independence. While we'll the largest fireworks display in the southeast uh, happening at the conclusion of the Coke Zero Sugar 400. So, uh, you know, a lot of tradition in this race. Um, very different than the Daytona 500, but, uh, you know, it's been around for a long time. Uh, 20 years under the lights. I think we're going to talk about that today. Amazing to think that uh, that we've been racing under the lights at Daytona for 20 years. Oh, go ahead. So, so Willis and I are sharing a microphone. We're like... Uh, John, I offered to share with you. Guys. We're like John and Paul here from the Beatles. <laughs> ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> the, um, now, I check my email. Uh, I, occasionally, I do that. Um, NASCAR had a new rules. Are you aware of this? They're going to raise the spoiler more for the 400. They, they're keeping you in the dark. Are they keeping you guys <laughs> in the dark on this? Um but it just seems like um, there's usually at least one rule change between the 500 and the 400, so that's just standard procedure, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen, NASCAR does a great job uh, being nimble with the rules package to to make sure that we have great racing. I mean, that's uh, that's what we all want as fans of the sport. Uh, we want to make sure that when when we we bring people to the racetrack, that uh, they they get to watch the greatest. Uh, former racing in the world and and so steve o'donnell mike helton that entire team do a great job of looking at data and being able to analyze it to figure out what they need to do to make the racing better i'd argue that at daytona there's nothing better it's pack racing fans love pack racing uh it's exciting it's unpredictable it's all the things that we talk about uh, when folks come to daytona and i i remember when i worked uh, on the other side of the fence when we'd show up here to race you know we we felt like when we came to daytona uh, we had a chance to win, and we were uh, a B a B level team. Uh, Who was that with? Remind with, us with Bill Davis Racing. Okay, so yeah. I mean, we we were well funded, but we certainly weren't a Penske or at the time Roush, uh, Joe Gibbs. But we knew that when we came to Daytona or Talladega, uh, we had a real shot to win, and we we finished. We won the Daytona 500 in 2002. Yep. Uh, finished second in the 500 uh, a couple times uh, with Dave Blaney and with uh, Scott Wimmer. So you know you always felt like you had a shot because you knew that um, you, it was really about being in the right place at the right time. Well, we saw that in February with Austin Dillon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Who has not exactly knocked him dead since then, so yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It, it, the thing that you got to remember about Austin is, you know, he's had 15, 16 races now to try out new things that he otherwise wouldn't get to try out, yeah. and I think they're learning things that didn't work. Yeah, because so, they, they got a seat in the playoffs. That's so right. Then, yeah. That's yeah. right. So yeah, you, they've learned what don't work. They, they, learned, the, <laughs> they learned the packages that don't work. But, uh, you know. They got that going for yeah, them. Yeah, they got that going. <laughs> uh, hey, it, I'm looking right here at the rules change. The plate size is going to be the same from the 500. Looks like the big uh, change is they are, uh, oh, we all none of us need this. They're going to uh, widen the rear spoiler from 53 to 58 inches. So whatever that, that that's going to increase drag or it's going to you know give them a little more stability. That's right. And uh, but that uh, yeah, if it makes the cars a little more stable, that you know, if you're well, going there to watch the big one, you might not like that rule change. Huh? Well, but you look <laughs> at you look at in Talladega, uh, you know, they, and even here in Daytona in the spring, they, those cars were hard to handle. Yeah, you know, you'd wear the tires down a bit, and uh, they were hard to drive. And when they're hard to drive, then you let off the accelerator, which means that the guy behind you is going to. Not gonna wreck you, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I, I think they look at all the data from these cars once they get back to the R and D center in North Carolina and and figure out what's the best way to ensure that the, the racing's great, but also it's as safe as it possibly can be based on 
3400 pound race car going around this racetrack at over 200 miles an hour. i always get confused because sometimes you'll see you'll hear drivers say well it makes the car the cars more ill handling and it puts more of it on the driver and that's what we want but then then you hear the other when they go too far that way they'll say well we can't pass because the cars don't handle well enough so it seems like finding that perfect balance to put it in the driver's hands where you separate the better drivers from the lesser drivers but also have the cars good enough where they feel like they can pull out and make a pass or they can put it between you know two spots you know that, that they may not do if the car wasn't handling well so it seems like that's, that's such a fine line to where you know it just seems like you can't win it seems like once it, once they get going with changing things around it it is a fine balance and you want to be able to provide uh, the drivers the opportunity to to excel and shine based on their ability but you also want to make sure that the racing's good and yeah. and you know I, I keep hearing the drivers use the word the cars get light in the corner yeah meaning when they get in the corner they feel like they don't have as much grip and they're having to really work the steering wheel which in turn slows you down you he's sawing on that wheel barney t- barney hall look yeah. at him back there he is so you got it let's give a shout out to kyle petty he's running 33rd but he's sawing on that wheel back there oh, man. <laughs> all right we got to take another break just like the last one all right and uh, we're going to be back with the uh, middle section of uh, daytona motor mouse we're with chip Wild and uh, godwin kelly i'm ken willis and uh, ne- the next sec- segment you're gonna like it's called uh, you'll get that in big time auto racing and we have no idea. We did not make an agenda today, so we are winging it, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Mr. Kelly, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, I thought I was just being Ed McMahon. I thought I was just supposed to sit You are just laugh every yeah, now and again, Godwin. just sit here and laugh at all your jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, one of the hot topics in the news right now, Chip, is uh, is Chevrolet. Uh, you got Ford's won their share. Toyota's won their share. Chevrolet is just struggling because, and everybody's pointing at the Camaro body. So, do you have any kind of theory on what's going on there? Well, I think it's interesting. You know, they won the Daytona 500, and people thought, okay, well, things are going well. But then you look at the performance of all the Chevrolets uh, on, and during the first half of the year, they really haven't performed. And I read an article the other day that somebody wrote that they didn't believe Jimmy Johnson's going to win a race this year. Uh, you know, I do believe that there is a bit of a learning curve when you when you uh, when you introduce a, a new car to 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 the to the series. Uh, you know, you got you got a lot of uh, data when you build a car, uh, but until you actually get to run it on a racetrack and see how the car handles, you're you're you're, you're a bit behind the eight ball. Uh, Ford, they've had that body for a long time. I think they've gotten incredible horsepower out of Robert Yates' engines over the last two or three years. Uh, it seems like Stuart Haas has really figured out how to get the most out of their cars each and every week. And then if you, even if you look at the Toyota camp, they're really two cars that really rise to the occasion, which would be the 18 of Kyle Busch and the 78 of Martin Truex Jr. The, really, the rest of them aren't performing any better than the Chevrolets. Um, so I don't know what what the 18 and the 78 have gotten figured out i can tell you um, you know the 78 is on their own deal they do get support from gibbs and they get the cars from gibbs but they take them back to denver and and got their own packages they put underneath them so i think it's really it's not about even the chevrolets it's about four teams that have really dominated the first half of the year the the four the 14, the 78, and the 18. Those and th- those would be the four that I would say are going to be in the final. Uh, you know, coming when we race in Homestead. Well, I think for the 78, I think it's very obvious that it has something to do with the uh, with the marijuana laws in Denver and the altitude, the the combination. 
there's something there that uh, Andrew, would you like to comment on that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the segment is called "You'll Get That Big Time Auto Racing," and one of the things you'll get is uh, promotions, promotion, promoting races, upcoming races. Recently, we had Eric Jones in town. We had Chase Elliott in town, and we know that it, whoever's out there, wherever their closest track is. That they that they go watch the automobile races. Uh, <clears throat> they know that a month or so out, a driver will magically appear in town to uh, promote the upcoming race. Can can you explain the history of that and and how it works at Daytona and how it just how that works? Because we had Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, maybe somebody else. And I know and and you guys don't just do it here in Daytona. I know you guys attack the Orlando market, the Tampa market. Just explain that whole system and how that how NASCAR and the tracks utilize it. Sure. So I'm um, obviously the race car drivers are a really important asset to all of the race tracks and promoting our races and they're they're out in front of of everyone and certainly the most public figures that we have to to try to sell race tickets and 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 make sure that people know about the races uh so when uh at the beginning of the year there's a program uh that nascar institutes where a driver comes into market six or eight weeks ahead of the event and and helps promote it and uh our team i'd argue uh is the best in the business when it comes to figuring out how to maximize these appearances uh and 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 really get as much reach as possible uh andrew booth and and don zinsmaster and the entire pr team just knock it out of the park and we try to find an event or something that the, the driver likes doing so chase elliott really enjoys flying he actually flew himself down here the day that he came to uh, embry riddle um and so we uh we took him and and partnered with embry riddle and came over and and uh and he flew a simulator and and met with uh, an engineering group and then we obviously took him to the racetrack um and and really there was a, it was a really unique angle there and then eric jones um you know he came last week i believe and uh, we had him do the ride and drives which i heard from from a number of media members was really fun you know it was fun to usually when you go to these events to to quote the guy maybe sitting to your right them that uh these things sometimes aren't that much fun but this one was really fun I well, think no, in the real old days they just bring a guy down you'd have like a little you'd go have lunch and a little press conference and talk then somewhere along the line, they start. They said they, we got to do more with this. I remember was it last year, or year before we played frisbee golf with Danica. Remember that? And then, but the first one I really remember as far as being out there, different was the year uh, they brought Jeff Gordon in and we went bowling down at the old La Paloma Bowling Alley in South Daytona. Because somewhere along the line, this was a. Uh, uh, when when Jeff was with the uh, original Mrs. Gordon, <laughs> he made made uh, a comment how well they're just like normal Palm Beachers down there in South Florida. They'll go bowling on one night during the week usually. And somebody said Jeff Gordon bowling. That's uh, can't quite picture that. So then it stuck in somebody's head, and they said, "All right, well, when he comes up to do his pitch at Daytona, we'll go bowling." And we did that. Remember that? Were you there? Were you part of that, Andrew? Yeah, I was. I was a part of that. It was one of my first ones I remember too. And. You know, uh, sorry here. Let me get in, get get it right. Here. Get close. Oh, get right close. Um, yeah, he was in the bowling, so we figured we're gonna bring him up here. And I had done one with Jeff like a year or two before Godwin. I think you might remember. Us. We just sat around a table in the Bill France room and interviewed him. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Um, we did one with Mark Martin. We just went down to his house and interviewed him. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah but now, after seeing everybody bowl, I think we all agreed that we should have just gone and had lunch. And yeah. <laughs> I remember that, too. But th- you're right. That was one of the first ones I remember here, and that it began to evolve from that, yeah. where we wanted to try to find an activity that, that fit for both the media and the driver to do together, and was just a better – it would help produce some better content. Just sit around bitch at each other. Yeah. You could do that. <laughs> well, then, um, just produce better content. Yeah, and it's if, fun if you look at some of the Eric Jones coverage, was really, really good. 
good. And that, of course, gets more attention and gets more people to, to watch it. But then also, like, uh, most recently, I think, uh, actually, it's not recent. Maybe, uh, I don't know, six years ago or so, we had Brian Vickers skydive into the Speedway. So we've done some real elaborate ones. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite. Do you, do you kind of, you know, just hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> that was probably one of our riskier ones. Talk about a promotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, but I mean, you know, if you're trying to get attention for your race, having a driver jump out of a, a helicopter at 3,000 feet, that'll do it. You know? one, one of my favorite ones, too, was Clint Boyer when he came down here and we shot arrows. Remember that? Yeah, last year at Bass Pro Shops, we uh, shot bows and arrows and crossbows and all kinds of stuff in the garage. You know, it's, it's it, when we start looking at drivers, we really want to bring a driver that can connect with the media and is willing to do stuff. You know, it's something that somebody would be up for something. Uh, and so it, uh, Andrew really puts a lot of time and effort behind thinking through what's the what's the best use of their time? What are we going to get the most out of it? And, and, and they've done a, a really nice job. Now I'm going to segue from that because I mentioned Clint Boyer's name. Um, is this still know, the big time auto racing segment? Yeah, yeah, we're still. Uh, you'll, get that. you'll get you'll get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> you you as a promoter and us as journalists, uh, we have to be you know unbiased. Basically, we can't pick favorites. Uh, Correct. So. But I'm going to make an exception for Clint Boyer because <laughs> everybody loves Clint. And the fact he's won two races, it's got people just giddy. So he, he, I've known Clint his whole career. I mean, I remember when he shared the AC Delco car uh, in 2004, and then he shared the payday car as well uh, with, with Clint Boyer, and I mean with uh, Kevin Harvick and somebody else. Uh, he would still come to the racetrack even when he wasn't driving and would study the sport and watch what the, how the car reacts and ask a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, on Friday night, we'd all be out uh, at the bar and he'd be right there next to us. And then Saturday morning, he'd be the first one in the garage. And that's just kind of been his mantra, you know, his whole career. He loves racing. He loves everything about it. Uh, he's such a great personality. And it's great to see him when the guy's got so much talent. You know, you think about his career. He's he's had some tough goes, but he's made the most of every opportunity. You know, when he, he was at RCR for a long time and then had the opportunity to leave and, and, and go over to Michael Waltrip. And uh, he did that. And, and then, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen when he left there. And, and then he got an opportunity to go race the 14 car. I just think that uh, he, he's really good for our sport. He's a great personality. He tells you how it is and how he feels. Uh, and, and just to put it in perspective for you guys as journalists, he'll text me on a Tuesday afternoon with some crazy idea as about how we can drive more people to the racetrack. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, can you – can you – are you allowed to tell yeah, us yeah, one yeah. of the better? So, so his, 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 his what? The ticket package. Yeah, the, well, we're doing a ticket pack, package with him uh, for the Cook Series Sugar 400. Where $14 yeah, tickets? No. It's, uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, uh, it, uh, it's a package that you can buy a ticket and then also have an opportunity to meet and greet with him. And the original package we wanted to do, uh, and he was up for, was maybe having beers and barbecue with Boyer yeah. on Friday night. And uh, he was like, I'll, I'm, I'm game, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Um, but we just couldn't figure out the logistics of getting people there and yeah. him at the same time so uh on saturday you can you can still have barbecue. The beer and barbecue yeah well you can still have barbecue with boyer on saturday uh no beers with him unfortunately because he has to race but um sure it's all included in the package <laughs> yeah it's really cool but you know some of the things he has he he texts me once about having a, i'm not going to a plate race unless i have a couple of pops right, I tell you right, right. right now. there you go a couple, <laughs> yeah. couple cold ones for no you strap in yeah, yeah. But he, he'll text me, you know, he's he's fixated on this idea of having a big party in Lake Lloyd with boats. 
and he he won't let it go. And and you know what? I, I applaud him because he he cares so much and he wants to make it a, a, an event. And is that circle and, a bunch of pontoons? Out there yeah, and, exactly and, right. Yeah, be a little Lake Norman. I guess they had like a they have a big party on Lake Havasu, yeah. and uh, he sends me pictures of this party. Yeah, and he's like, well, "This is what we need to do." And I'm like. Yeah. Man, I show this to our wrist department. They're probably gonna, yeah, they're the, probably gonna be go bald pulling out all their the, hair. The snake department is the one. Yeah, you need no, to go man. Out not, uh, Rowdy Gaines actually, uh, you know, Rowdy Gaines. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he actually swam in the lake two weeks ago. Did he? Yep. Is yep. that so to test it for this the triathlon? Yeah. Well, he just wanted to come over, so he's friends with uh, some folks in town, and he came over. We had lunch, and he went for a swim uh, in the rain. In fact, and said it was one of the cleanest, best lake swims he's ever done. What do you what and I have that on video, so you don't have to believe me. I I know I'm a promoter. I sometimes knowing what's in that pond, you know. I I just I think but yeah, I think back to the old saying where they say, you know, those snakes are more afraid of you than you are they are than you are of them. And I go, they must be scared some bitches if they're (laughs) I do not like them. I don't know if the same can be said about water moccasins, so I'm not getting in that lake or pond or borrow pit or whatever you're calling it these days lake lloyd it's a beautiful lake ben kennedy spent ben Ben kennedy spent his childhood in that lake uh swimming and skiing and wakeboarding see you're fine if you don't think about the snakes but i'm thinking about the snakes so (laughs) you're like a dog can sense fear yeah you can sense snakes it's a thing snakes sense that i'm afraid of them so they're gonna mess with me they're gonna mess with yes absolutely you know what we're done with this segment oh man yeah we're done this was we one, one of the better more. segments we got I've ever one done. more segment though right. to do, so you got to hang in there and uh and, oh and at the end of the next segment every week we played a birthday game oh yeah look at birthdays within the sport and around the sport yeah and a goblin tries to guess their age oh and he's remarkably good at it but we're going to include you so we can have an actual yeah. competition now we play it like horseshoes so if you're close you're a winner yeah you're within a year or two yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on that uh, on that when we get when we're back right after this and we're back. We call this one Green White Checkers and that original. Miss well, Kelly, you got anything you want to talk to Chip about? We're with Chip Weil, president of Daytona International Speedway. He's joined by uh, Andrew Booth, who does a little bit of everything. Yes, the does a little bit of everything at Daytona International Speedway. Director of Public Relations. Yes. Oh, we were talking about Clint Boyer earlier. One of the things I wanted to say, and I got sidetracked. If you had a time machine, God, I wish I had a time machine. Me too. You, you, you could take him and put him in any era of NASCAR, and he'd fit right in. No question. Yeah, I mean, no he question. would easily fit in back in the early fifties, early sixties, early seventies. Barney Oldfield, easy. Yeah, that's right. Take him back to the nineteen ten ransom holds. Yeah, he'd be perfect. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Mr. Kelly, what do you got for us? All right. So the uh, News Journal and the Speedway uh, are combining forces. So that's that's pretty dramatic, isn't it? To put on the Coke Zero Sugar 400 Pitcher It Challenge. And um, so what they do is uh, we're running a pitcher in the paper. Uh, and what you're supposed to do is guess. Hey, pitcher or picture? Pitcher. Picture. I was going to join if it was a pitcher challenge. I was gonna... Uh so uh let's see you knocked me off course here thank you i appreciate that so anyway uh we run a picture in the news journal every day and uh you have to guess it ends today yeah it's through today yeah then you have to guess what the picture is and the ad and answer online at newsjournalonline.com slash contest right so, or or well, you can stop by any news journal office for a handwritten entry form well, you know what? I think it would be uh, appropriate 
Chip, if you gave us the clue for this picture. Okay. All right. So the clue uh, for this picture is the term used in racing that means full speed. Again, that the term used in racing that means full speed. Okay. So that is your clue for the picture and the deadline as Chip uh, points out is today. <laughs> so also part of your answer, you right? better get on it. <laughs> get on that thing right now. Right now. All right. Now, and if you win, you got to tell them what they win. Oh, Godwin. I'm sorry. Okay, so there'll be three lucky winners that will <laughs> win God. race packages. And we have a present All right, so here. two tickets. Uh, first, uh, third place tickets uh, to the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250. Second place, two tickets to the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250. Plus two tickets to the Coke Zero Sugar 400. And the grand prize winner will receive two tickets to the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250. Two tickets to the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Plus a racing swag bag and a hundred dollar gift certificate to Rock Bottom Brewery at One Daytona. I want to know what's in the swag bag. I think it's one of those. Uh, it's a News Journal coffee cup and one of our comic strip umbrellas. Just a guess. That's that would be. Uh, swag I don't think bag? you can fit the umbrella in a swag bag though. Man, I tell a, you, our swag bags are no joke. They have a Yeti cup in them now. Yeah. Uh, they, they have a, a really nice New Era hat. We have all kind of man. Uh, Jessica Hauser in office. She 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 stepped up her game. Well, I guess ours is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> and then you talk yeah. to Jamie Brown. Get, yeah, get, downtown get, Jamie Brown. Yeah, I got one around. serious question for you, yeah, semi serious question before we move along and play the birthday game. I'm ready for that. All right, every now and then, it hadn't come up very recently. It's probably yeah. been months since I heard it. You hear people say, uh, "Why don't they move the July race, Daytona's July race?" And you have people say. It should, it, they should end, begin and end the season in Daytona. And then I, my most recent suggestion would be, why not just take the July race and make it the first race of the chase, that way, or the playoffs. So you start the season in Daytona, you start the playoffs in Daytona. But I go one step further and say make it a road course race to fully differentiate it from the Daytona 500. I know what, tradi- what tradition says and all that, and I know it goes back and it's 4th of July celebration and all I know all that. But if you're not going to move the dates, and I guess it'll never happen, and not just because I'm pulling for it, but but could you ever foresee them, or does it maybe depend on what happens at Charlotte this fall with their new road course event? If that's a huge hit, could you possibly foresee the day when the July race here becomes a road course race? No. And here, all right, we're moving well, on. No, well, <laughs> well, here and here and here's why, and here's why. Uh, nobody, when they come to Daytona, complains about the racing product. Nobody. Okay. Right? So when, when folks go to Charlotte or any of these mile and a half, the challenge we've had the last couple of years is they get strung out pretty quickly, and it ends up in the eyes of the holder being not the same kind of race that they're used to seeing. Like this year's Coke 600. You you can name the race. Uh, you, yeah. but what I, But why would we want to take away one of the most exciting events of the year uh, and the Coke Zero Sugar 400 because we want to we want some promotion. I think I think because I recommended it. Yeah, maybe? but <laughs> now that being said, that being said, um, you know there are some other events that we host uh, here during Speed Weeks that potentially that might work. And I think everybody is paying attention to um, what's going to happen in Charlotte this fall to see if there's if it works. Uh, I think the thing for us of the transitions from coming out of the in and out on the NASCAR one is very extreme. And you'd, you'd have to almost build a car that could withstand that kind of transition from flat to really heavily banked 
in uh, and, and a and quick, quick manner. The other thing that have to do is the brakes on these cars that they build for super speedway cars are so small because they don't use them other than pit road. Right. Uh, and so you'd have to build a very specific car that could withstand the high banks and and potentially the draft uh, and have big brakes and things. So it's, there's, a, there's a cost associated with the teams. Now, would it be something that we would entertain down the road? I will never say no. I think you know we want to make sure that we're putting on the best racing product possible every time we open the gates. Uh, and if that's something that we think that might work for a year or two, we'll, we'll certainly look at I gotta it. Got to have a half the race on the trioval, half on the road course. Yeah, halfway. We'll yeah, just switch didn't, it over. Didn't Tony Stewart have a switch great it over example? during the race? Like some cars are still finishing their laps on the trioval, yeah. and others are now starting on the. You have course. to finish half the laps before you can start doing yeah. the other way. So I guess a figure eight race on the grass and the trioval is out of the question. Right. Yeah. I'll ask Tony Stewart his opinion on this thing. Yeah. Figure eight race on motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then field grass. Well, no. so but to, but I mean you gotta you, you gotta agree with me that there, there's there's very no few, I do I very agree. few people that uh, that would argue that uh, the race at Daytona or Talladega the play races are well as are soon as you said it I went yeah there is that nobody's really complaining about the race <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. little aspect of it. Uh, I mean what there, about the, what about the date change what about the other uh, half you know I, I I I am obviously uh, um, very um, passionate about tradition. Uh, I think tradition is a really important part of our sport, and uh, for us to to continue to to have date equity and that Fourth of July weekend and being able to celebrate uh, down here is something that I, I I'm convicted in. I do believe that that's important. Um, you know, this is the birthplace of speed. It's the world center racing, and there's certain things that you don't mess with. And I would argue that the Coke Zero Sugar 400 should land on the Fourth of July week. I was there. I was there in person, sitting right up front the day that Mike Helton coined the phrase modernizing tradition. <laughs> it was in the Darlington Enfield Press Center. And uh, I said, wow, that's a good one. I'm writing that one down. Well, well, we're not wrecking tradition. What we're doing is we kind of feel we're modernizing tradition. <laughs> I went, wow, that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. All right. So that's enough of that. You want to play the birthday game? I think or do you is there anything else you we don't want to leave anything well else? i just want to make sure anything? that your listeners you know obviously we want to make sure that our local communities out supporting uh our, our our events and and certainly the cooks here sugar 400 uh on july 7th is something we want to see our local race fans at so if you don't have your tickets yet daytona international speedway.com or 1-800 pit shop we got some really cool offers out there we got a chase elliott package we got a bubba wallace package uh, we talked about the clint boyer package the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250 on Friday night. Just remember, kids 12 and under are free, yeah. uh, and they're free in the fan zone all weekend. So uh, come out, enjoy uh, the the Coke Zero Sugar 400 weekend at Daytona International. Well, I think we'll Speedway. be there. Yeah, you know what? what? You're just a big kid, right? So we can just I can just you can just tag yeah. along with me. Mm. If I had to pay to go, it would, that would be criminal. <laughs> you would still go though because you love it. Of course it. I would. On the Clint Boyer barbecue ticket. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I like you know I really like that idea of the uh, of the kids getting in free and or a reduced price. I think that's a great idea. So, and you know we do that everywhere. So kids, uh, twelve and under free for every truck and Xfinity Series race on the on the circuit all year long. Yeah. Well, as they should, you know, Augusta National at the Masters, they went sixteen and under like kids. If you're with a paying, you know, a badge holder, they did that four or five years ago, and it was a brilliant move. Really, it just introduces. Yeah, it's not bad. You got to make sure that your kids are being introduced to the things that you love, and we want to make it affordable. Yeah. All right, want to play? Let's play it. All right, you ready, Mister Kelly? I I got I got uh, I get the help of my main man. 
All right, we've only got four. We've uh, we what we do is we look on to see who's got birthdays coming up in the coming week. I'm ready uh, between pods, and uh, I throw it out there, and we and Goblin tries to come within five percent of what the actual age is, and a lot of times he's right on it. So, right. Andrew, are you ready? Thursday. What? Let's let Chip give his answer. All right. I'll, I'll make the rules here. Chip, you're going to go first. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Ken. All right, Thursday, Phil Parsons. Oh, oh, he looks like he's in front of a congressional committee. He's talking to his lawyer. (laughs) You get him. Oh, I thought you were going to cheat. Yeah, well, look at him. They're going back and forth. Yeah, my... I've uh actually, right, we're split. We're, we, I said 55, Andrew said 59. We're going to split it and say 57 and a half. And a half. <laughs> so, 57 oh, and oh, a 57. half. 57. I thought uh, 55 59. Yeah. No, 5 50 divided there was 54. Go 57. 57. All right, Mr. Kelly, what do you say? I'm I'm going under. I'm going to say 55. Well, 61. Oh, that's why I was going up. How yeah. about that? Andrew's 59. Yeah. Well. All right, Friday. This one's gonna. I think it's gonna be a little bit easier. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt has a birthday on Friday. Wow, this is really. It's like Family Feud, except they're not yelling the recommendations. Do 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 do. Twenty-seven is our final answer. Final answer. Twenty-seven, Mr. Kelly. I'm going twenty-nine. He did it again. Right on it. Twenty-nine. Jeffrey Earnhardt. Twenty-nine. All right, Sunday, remember our time machine we talked about earlier? We're going to our time machine. Ready? Hutch Strickland. I worked with Hutch Strickland. On Sunday. Who has it? Who has it? Hills Brothers Coffee. He drove (laughs) our car. Remember the year he showed up with jet black hair and and sideburns looked like Elvis? Were you around him then? Yeah, that was when he drove for us. Oh, that was beautiful. He drove a Junie Dunleavy. Oh, yeah. In the 90s. He had those Elvis sideburns Uh, and they were jet black. Hutch Strickland. Hutch Strickland on Sunday. I remember him in the Circuit City number eight Stavola Brothers car. He was part of the Alabama gang in a way, wasn't he? He was like second generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have been from Bessemer. And uh, Hutt, his real name, by the way, is Hutland, I think. Was real name. And it's Strickland with an I-N, not an A-N-D. And I'm killing time while, uh, while the family feuders go back and forth. Anyway, I want to say Bessemer, Alabama. It might have been Pell City. I don't think it was Hueytown like the rest of them. We're going 61, final answer. All right, Mr. 61, Kelly, they're going 61. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go with 58. He can't be beat. 57. 57. He's unbelievable at this. He's. I'm going to take him to the county fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm taking him to the county fair this summer. This, this fall. is incredible. He's going to guess ages. This is a gift. Yeah, it is. He's gifted. All right. All right. It, one more. Isn't this fun? You could do this all day. All day long. All right. Ready? Oh, we're back in the wayback machine. Next Tuesday. This is a great one. Steve Grissom. I think he's still barrel rolling in turn one at Talladega. That's right. Another Alabama guy. Gadsden, Alabama. Yeah, oh, I think you're right. Gadsden, yeah. Alabama. All right. Steve Grissom. Kodiak, right? Had that Kodiak car. Kodiak car. Yeah, he outside did he win a, did he win a Bush championship? Did he yes, win he a did. Bush series champ? Yeah. yeah. An outside pole the final. Yeah. Well, well you just work on his age. I'm oh, killing God. time here. You're you're <laughs> I'm filling the dead air. You work on the age. Uh yes, I think he was Gadsden, Alabama. That sounds right. We all have anybody on the circuit from Alabama anymore, do we? Roughly. I don't uh, we're we're going to go 58. All right. They're going to go 58. Mr. Kelly. Mm, 
That's kind of. I think that's a little old. I think I'm going to go more fifty-one. We're splitting right. Up, up, you win. It's fifty-five. Wow. Yeah, there's a win. All right, listen. Uh, we can't thank you enough for coming in, and since we can't, we won't. But uh, <laughs> it's been fun. Chip Wild, yeah. president of Daytona International Speedway, Andrew Booth, who is his uh, Mr. Watson. <laughs> Dr. Watson, whatever. Dr. Watson. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And his, uh, who's the other famous right hand men throughout history? Uh, Joe Friday? Or was, who was Joe Friday's right hand man? Joe Friday was the man, wasn't he? Was the man. Uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, Robin, yes. I'm trying to think of some other good ones. I can't think of them. <laughs> What the hell? Well, Mr. Ken- I'm Ken Willis. Uh, Goblin Kelly, any last words of wisdom before you go? Yeah, well, again, uh, thank you for uh, coming up to the podcast, Daytona Motor Mouth. Um, you can find uh, – oh, I forgot. There's yeah. one thing I forgot. Uh, any question you have about racing, life, or cooking, uh, send us a Twitter using the hashtag HeyWilly. And uh, we answer all those questions. We? On- well, I ask you the question, so I, I'm part of it. Wait, hold on. Life, racing, or cooking? I yeah. mean, that's, that's a pretty, but a pretty broad spectrum. Of, I can help you with lawn care. Life. Yeah. I mean, you're asking people to send you your life. Life. life coach. Ken Willis. Life Ken coach? Willis is an uncertified life coach. Yeah. So. You got a question for him now? <laughs> yeah, there's it. I mean, I, I no, I need to really think through what I'm going to ask him. I need to. I've had people ask me. I've answered. Where do you stop on I-95 if you're driving to say Myrtle Beach or something? Where, where, where's where, the best where, places where, to stop? Give me, give me that. Brunswick. No, or, no, the Flying J, Brunswick. No, yeah, I got one better for you. Go. I've done it a lot. There's a pizza joint at exit 23 in South Carolina. Okay. That uh, it's the best pizza. It's a buffet, uh-huh. but it's home cooked pizza and the best salad bar in South Carolina. I'm just talking about if you got to pee. It, no, well, <laughs> well, they have a bathroom there too, and they have self serve at the end. You know the bad thing about pizza joints, especially you, like you get a Greek pizza joint yeah. a lot of times. They never have cable on the TV. You're always watching Jeopardy. You don't. You don't ever news. go. I never go to a pizza joint to watch TV. You haven't lived. Obviously. But no, the Flying J at Brunswick, they have a barber. They have a barber. They have laundry. They have showers. They have a barber. We call those uh, in my family the mecca of gas stations because there's always a Dairy Queen and then some sort of fast food joint. How about the TV room? Oh, yeah, the TV the room little, and an The arcade. lobby, the TV lobby, the, yeah, yeah. The, the room of gloom, I call it. It's the saddest place on earth when the poor truckers, they, they're either by law or just by physically physical fatigue, can't drive anymore for the day or whatever, so they go in there and watch TV for a while. And it is you see more long faces in that TV lobby at a Flying J than anywhere in the world. Flying so, J. Yeah, than the Chicago Mercantile. Ask Willie. Yeah. So anyway, it's great. You can get a haircut, a massage. I have a chiropractor there too. A chiropractor, a barber, laundry, showers, and a clean urinals, and and fried turkey legs at the buffet. Yeah. So anyway, I'll give you directions. So, sounds, <laughs> sounds like an oasis, really, yeah. to me. So, so is that it? Are we? Uh, well, wait, I, I, yeah. I, I, so uh, if you want to contact uh, Ken Willis, it's uh, Hey Willie NJ, and I'm Godwin Kelly. At Godwin Kelly. At Godwin Kelly on Twitter. Any last words? No. Thank you guys for having us on. This is fun. We hopefully can, maybe we'll get to come back. I was talking to Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Chip, Andrew. Till next time. See ya.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.